This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is John here from Freedom's Disciple Podcast. The only show on the Blaze where you come for the accent, where you stay for the principles and the love and defense of American exceptionalism. You're about to listen to a short clip from last weekend's show, and I'd encourage you to share it with your family and your friends. Also, please consider subscribing to our show. Search for Freedom's Disciple on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music where a new show is released for free every Saturday at noon Eastern. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. Of course, this is the show on The Blaze, exclusive to The Blaze Radio Network, where you come for the accent and you stay for the principles. I hope you were... I was going to say, I hope you had a nice, wonderful, relaxing week. Um, But... I don't know about you, but if you watched any news, I don't think you would you would have had a relaxing week. I don't think you would have had an enjoyable week. I think if you watched any of the news I watched or I listened to, um, nicest way I can put it, I think your head would have blown off. And we're going to cover a lot of the topics um, that was discussed this week. I've got a jam-packed show for you today, and I hope you will tune in and listen. And, and just bear with me, because I'm going to say a few things that... You mightn't have heard too much before. Um, I'm going to delve deep into principles as we do on this show. You know, this week's show was very hard to prep for. Um, normally, I, I like to prep and I, and I go through all the topics and I, and I pick which ones I want to talk about. This week, it was there's so much to talk about that I actually had to I have to leave a lot of stuff out. So I'm gonna, but I'm gonna hit on the important stuff. I'm going to hit on the really critical things that you need to know and, and give them from a very unique perspective that maybe some people, maybe you haven't heard or your friends haven't heard for, just to go deep into principles. So where do we start? Well, I'm going to start you off on a sad note because I don't know if you all heard this um, this this week, but apparently the Statue of Liberty has been crying a lot this week. Yes. apparently. If we now, I can't verify this because I'm not in New York. But apparently, if one saw the Statue of Liberty this week, it was crying. There were there were there were actual tears running down the Statue of, of Liberty's face. It was very very sad. And in case you don't know what I'm talking about, and I'd ask you to bear with me because I'm very emotional today because. You know, I don't want to see the Statue of Liberty cry. You know, it, it it's hard. It, 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 it's so sad. Of course, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I, I have to take the word of Chucky Schumer. Because he released a statement this week on Donald Trump's executive order. Tears are running down the cheeks of the Statue of Liberty tonight. 
as a grand tradition of America welcoming immigrants that has existed since America was founded has been stumped, stumped upon. Taking in immigrants and refugees is not only humanitarian, but has also boosted our economy and created jobs decade after decade. This is one of the most backward and nasty executive orders that the president has issued. Tears are running down the cheek. Oh my God. And then of course, you know, because and you, you can't just, you have to back this up. Someone has to, you know, confirm what, you know, Chucky Schumer has to say. And I can think of no one more fitting in this world to, to, to back up the most least honorable member of the Senate than probably one of the most least honorable members in the House, Nancy Pelosi. Are you ready? Now get your tears, get your tissues, because there's going to be tears. As the Statue of Liberty holds her torch of welcome high, there are tears in her eyes as she sees how low this administration has stooped in its callousness towards mothers and children escaping war-torn Syria. This administration has mistakenly cruelty for strength and prejudice for strategy. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, please. Oh, please. Come on. Let's get a grip here. Let's get a serious head. Let's get a grip here, folks. This is the BS that the Democratic Party run and run about. The Statue of Liberty has tears in her eyes. Let me tell you, if the Statue of Liberty could have had tears in her eyes, she would have had it over the last eight years. If there was one subject that I can think of crying over, it, it's Chucky Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, John Boehner, running D.C. like it's some type of country club. Running D.C. where you trample over the people. If the Statue of Liberty could cry, I guarantee you, it would cry over the way your government treats its people. It would cry when you have, oh, the right honorable Bernie Sanders. You know, he ran for president, you know, talking down to the American people, which we discussed last week. If the Statue of Liberty was going to cry, maybe it would cry because the Constitution and everything that made America exceptional has been trampled on, stood upon, ripped up, said, I don't need the Constitution, I have a pen and I have a phone. Maybe that will be something to work cry over. Or how about the treatment of black people in America today? Not by fellow Americans, but by politicians. Would that be something the Statue of Liberty might want to cry over? There are plenty of things if the Statue of Liberty could cry, it would cry over. But this isn't one of them things. But let's dig into the hysteria, shall we, folks? Because if you've been a long-time listener to this show, you know I'm not Donald Trump's biggest fan. And that's putting it mildly. And I have the scratches, the bruises, the cuts, the death threats, and the physical threats to prove it. But here's the thing. This show has never been and will never be about electing politicians or promoting politicians or defending politicians or anything of the sort. What I will do is continue to do what I have done. And I will stand for principles. Principles I have stood for for a very long time and I've spoken out about it every opportunity. So let's get past the rhetoric of the Statue of Liberty's crying tears. And let's actually get into the substance. 
before we just get into the Muslim ban, I do have one thing to say. I don't like the way Donald Trump has done this. I have been long outspoken about executive orders. I have been long outspoken about the power in the executive. This is not a Donald Trump thing, because in case you're going, oh, there's John going on his anti-Trump tirade. He can't even give, when the guy's right, he can't even give him a compliment. I'm going to get to that part in a minute. But fundamentals and how you do things still matter. We do not believe here, like the left do, that the ends justify the means. You do not want an autocrat, a bureaucrat, or a, a dictator in the White House. You do not want to set up government by executive orders, by executive fiat, which we've spoken about at length under Barack Obama. You want to do things the right way and return to the constitutional basis where, I don't know, the legislative body legislates and creates law and the executive signs it. That would be the founder's view of things. But onto this ban. So, the media. All over the world has been, there's media, Irish media, European media, English media, American media, all over the world. It's a, it's a Muslim ban. Oh my God, how can you do that? That's so wrong. There's been protests all over the world. There's been protests in America. There was even a protest in Ireland. There was a protest in England. There was a smaller one in Spain, I think. It's incredible. You banned Muslims. Oh my God. Donald Trump banning Muslims. Okay, first off, is it a Muslim ban? No. A ban kind of makes it out to be, I don't know, a ban forever. This is nothing more than a pause. It's 120 days, folks. It's 120 days. It's not even the length of a baseball season. That's how short this is. It's not even the length. Actually, it's probably the length of a football season. That's what it is. Start to finish, 120 days. Now you're going to hear a lot of facts and figures thrown about about how many, how many people, how many immigrants have been put in. There's a great article on um, National Review by David uh, French, and he gives the stats and he gives all the figures. And when you clearly look at the graph on National Review, um, you'll see it's gone up and down. But it, Donald Trump's figure of 50,000 is nowhere near good or bad. It's, it's about the average. You'll see the blip is Barack Obama. Um, that's, that's what you'll see. Is it a Muslim ban? Because that's what you'll hear. Absolutely not. I think if you walk down to the streets, and forget the protesters, and you talk to the average American, the average, and I'll go even further, the average Irish person, the average English person, the average European, who's not watching day-to-day -day media and is not caught up in the hysteria and said, hey, you know what? Do you think people potentially, just potentially, coming from Iraq could do us harm? Sure. There's bad people in Iraq. Okay. What about Syria? Sure, there's really, really bad people in Syria, they're, they're horrific people. Okay, what about Iran? Oh, the country that wants nukes and is getting them and, oh, by the way, just, you know, I can't talk about this this week, but it will be addressed. They're defying the UN once again by uh, testing ballistic missiles. But don't worry, Iran is totally safe. It's nothing to worry about, folks. What about Libya? Yeah, they're not really good people. 
Um, there's some good in all these countries, but there's a risk of bad people. Somalia. Somalia, by any definition, let's go with the UN. The UN calls Somalia a failed state. Sudan. Yemen. Well, they're the countries that this executive order has affected. If this was a Muslim ban, and, you know, let's just play devil's advocate here. You're saying, okay, let's say John is in the White House. And you go, well, okay, I want to ban Muslims from entering, entering America. What do I do? Now, obviously, you can go for the, the easy ones, which people would agree with. Iraq, Syria, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen. But if you want to ban Muslims, I would start, you go with them, but look look at all the bigger countries. Of the 10 biggest, largest, most uh, Muslim country populations, only one of them is on that list. What about India? What about Pakistan? What about the UAE? And I will say this, what about Saudi Arabia? It's amazing to me, and it's only two weeks into the administration, two weeks in a day to be precise. But it's going to be very interesting to see what Donald Trump's opinion is on, on Saudi Arabia. Because we now have had two administrations in America where you were either, eh, they're okay, to they're an ally. Saudi Arabia is not an ally of America in any way, shape, or form. So it's not a Muslim ban. If you wanted to ban Muslims, you'd go for bigger, more populated areas that have a bigger track record of Muslim um, Muslim populations. But let's go on to the terror side of things. Because the world is living in this world where we all want to do the right thing. Even our liberal friends. It's not that they're ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't true. That's a famous Ronald Reagan line. Now when I say that, I don't mean Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. They know what they're doing. In fact, there's lots of evidence. If you go online, you'll see it where you'll see Chuck Schumer... You know, in 2015, you know, that long, long, long time ago, 2015, it's almost 18 months ago when he said, you know, we need to look at our visas and we need to look at our, you know, vetting and we need to, you know, look at the passports and we need to just look into who's coming into our country. That was such a long time ago, all of 18 months ago. Nancy Pelosi knows exactly what she's doing. They're, this is what politicians do. Stir up a crowd, get people riled up. And use you to get power for themselves. Because here's the thing folks. The left know one thing. On the issues they can't get your support. They can only get your support by emotions. That's what status do. They're just responding to. Well clearly the war on women didn't exactly work. Because Hillary lost. So what else can we delve into. What else can we use as an emotion. To get you all riled up. So that you know one thing. You need me. You need me fighting for you. If it's a Trump executive order, whether it's targeting Muslims, whether you think it's some type of, you know, immoral action, you need me to fix it. You need me there to stand up. You need me on the front lines. You can't do it, but you need me. That's what the left always does. That's what the right does as well. Not the, not the Tea Party conservative right, but the alt-right and a lot of the Republicans. But getting back to this ban, because it's not a ban. When you think of all the terror that's happened in the last two, three years, not just in America, 
I'm not talking just about Fort Hood, I'm not talking about the Boston bombings, I'm not talking about the attacks in Garland. I'm talking about worldwide in Europe. Closer to home for me. Paris. Twice. Germany. 7-7 and London. Madrid bombings. You had that crazy, horrific attack on Christmas Eve in a German market. You know, I always love these people who go around the media and they say, well, you know, they try with all these different numbers. 90% of Muslims are good. Mm-hmm, okay. Then let's take your numbers. And let's just say your number is right. 90% of Muslims are good. That's the number that I've heard a lot this week. Or the vast majority. Okay. Let's not give them, let's give them folks the benefit of the doubt. It's only 5%. Actually, let's even not give them the benefit of that. Let's go even more. 5%. 1% of Muslims are bad. 1% of Muslims are bad. If you did nothing and you brought in the same amount of people that Obama brought in last year, which is roughly, let's say, 70,000 people, That's 700 bad guys in America. At 1% have been bad. 1%. 700 bad guys in America. Or in Europe. This, doesn't, this is not an America thing or this is not a Trump thing. This is a worldwide terror issue at the minute. 700 bad guys. When you look at all the terrorist attacks. Madrid bombings. The guy in Germany, the guy, the attacks on the beach in Nice last year. Literally, a guy got into a truck and just started driving down the street and just killing people. They don't need massive amounts of teams. You're not hiring an army. 700 people could do a lot of bad things. It's not like they're trying to plan. Now, I'm sure they are at different levels. I'm just saying on the ground level. Not, it's not as if you need 700 people to plan 9-11. Look at 9-11. Nearly 3,000 Americans died. For what, 23 people? That's all it took. At what point will we learn our lesson? That there are bad people out there who want to do us harm. Do us harm for many different reasons. Because here's the thing about Muslims. Muslims in many ways, it, and I mean the bad ones, the, the Islamists, not the, not the everyday Muslims like Zudi Jasser, my Blaze colleague. I mean, the really bad ones, they are the worst utopian statist that you can ever meet. Because if you don't agree with them 100%, they kill you. You know, that's the thing I, I'm always amazed that no one on the left ever gets. They'll kill you too. Oh, well, it's only it's only white people they hate. No, they'll kill anyone who's not a Muslim. Well, it's only straight people. No, they'll kill gays too. They'll, in fact, they'll kill the gays before they kill the straight people. Oh, well, they hate Christians. Yeah, they do, but they hate atheists as well. You know, they, they'll, they'll hate you even more than they'll hate me, potentially, for booing God. Oh, well, we're the Muslims' friends. We take down the Ten Commandments. Yeah. They'll hate you if you took down the Quran 
or parts of the Hadith if you ever put if they ever put them up. They will destroy you, the Islamists will, if you don't compel, don't comply. That is the world we live in. Now, what is Donald Trump's action, right or wrong? Honestly, it's too it's too early to say. Because a ban for 120 days just to stop people entering is a good start. It's what he does now and what his administration does and what the State Department do over the next 90 days. Because vetting is not an easy thing. Especially in a country like Somalia. Let's just take Somalia for a second. You think Somalia is an easy state to get vetting on? You could be the best, most decent, honest Somalian person who just wants to escape the hellhole that is Somalia. It's not like they have some consistent, trusted register of all the details on you. You know, where you went to school, what grade you got, your birth cert. It's a failed state. This is not me saying it, this is the UN saying it. You think that's it's going to be easy to vet that person? Even if they are totally trustworthy and they just apply to do things the right way. That is going to be a very hard thing and it's going to be watch this space. But there is one thing that needs to be pouring out. Because the Nancy Pelosi mentioned, you know, all the... Let me get the exact words. You know, it's callousness towards mother and children escaping war-torn Syria. It's horrible. Sir, I can't read her without wanting to cry. I think it's just the way she is. There is a part of this executive order, if you actually read the order, where you'll see we will make exceptions. The State Department has the power to make exceptions. So, And certain cases will be on a case-by-case -case basis. So if you've helped the military overseas in one of those war-affected areas, you will have a chance to get it, to get in. That is the part of this executive order. Lastly, before I'm talking about this issue, I do have to find it amazing. I see all the, 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 the left and all the protests and all the marches and all the hate and all the stuff on social media. At this 120 day ban on those countries, because it's a Muslim ban, you know. And there was absolutely nothing about Christians in the Middle East. The Obama administration, let me give you the stat. The Obama administration resettled 13,210 Syrian refugees since the beginning of 20 since the beginning of 2016. Of those, 13,100 are Muslims. 12,966 Sunnis, Sunnis 24 Shia, and 110 other Muslims. And 77, 77 are Christians. And 24 were Yazidis. 77 Christians. Where was the marches to, for the Christians? I know where they were. I know who set them up. Glenn Beck. But where was the, where was the outrage then? 
The problem is the left don't know, aren't ignorant. It's just they know so much that isn't true, folks. And we have to change that. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to take it. I'm going to share some principles with you that you mightn't have heard before. Because I'm going to take what he did and give you the history behind it and where he has the basis, or any president or any administration has the basis to import a ban, temporary or permanent. And I'm going to use myself as an example because I don't see anybody on the left and right fighting for someone like me. I'll be right back, America. Don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss what I have to say. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple, where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. Ow.